there's three things that I think, uh, there's lots more, but here's three, um, that help us understand what it means to live as a citizen of heaven. The first one is really, really exciting. It means that we understand that we belong to Christ. This is first and foremost the most important thing. It means you've got a passport to heaven. Jesus made it very possible for us to be citizens of heaven. Uh, If you were uh, with me at Soul Survivor this year, you would have heard J. John say that because Jesus died for us, we have a passport to heaven, but that passport always takes you via King's Cross Station. Think about that for a moment. We were far away from God. That's what the Bible says. Not just a little bit. Far away from God. All the things that we'd done wrong, all the uh, sin, as the Bible calls it, had got in the way. Adam and Eve were chucked out of the garden because they disobeyed God, because they didn't live his way. Jesus came back to this earth, lived on this earth, showed us how to live, died an amazing death so that we could have a passport to heaven. Number one, that is the most important thing. You are a citizen of heaven. You belong to Christ. He's given you that passport. You are able to say you are a citizen of heaven. And that's really exciting. We're going to sing some songs later. I'm going to steal them now. Uh, Oh, happy day. The greatest day in history. When we recognised, when we went to King's Cross and we said, I want to follow you. I'm sorry. I want to live for you. To be a citizen of heaven, we understand who we are. We understand that we belong to Christ. But that's not only it. The second thing is to be a citizen of heaven. We know that the world we're living in at the moment is only a temporary place for us to be. We are trying to move house. It is, I think, the most stressful thing I've ever had to do. I'm not going to bore you because there's lots of boring stuff about solicitors, but it's been a nightmare. And the troubles that we have on this week sometimes have threatened to engulf us. It has been unbelievable. The troubles that we all have in our world sometimes feel like that is the end of the world, that we can't get through them. Uh, When I was trying to open a tin this afternoon with a knife, because I've packed the, uh, what do you call it, tin opener... I felt like the troubles were overwhelming me quite a lot. That's a silly example. There are some troubles in this world that really can drag us down. Ill health, relationship problems, a problem at work. There's lots of things that drag us down. But the Bible says very clearly that it is only the temporary state we're going to be. That song reminded us of that. Uh, This isn't our home Our home really is in heaven. And I've put the Colossians verse up there because it reminds us that whilst we still have troubles now, they're not going to last forever. Let me read it to you. Since you have been raised to Christ to a new life, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ is seated in the place of honour and at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not about the things of today. And I think that's a brilliant verse because it reminds us that whatever's going on around us at the moment, 
actually, that's not where our home is. And they're only temporary. And this life is only the beginning. The third thing, though, that being a citizen of heaven reminds us is that we're supposed to live to please God in this world as well as in the future. And the Bible talks a lot in various places in the New Testament about Christians being misunderstood. Honestly, we're lovely people. But actually, when Paul was writing, for example, he said, don't worry about what people think about you. They will probably think you're quite strange. We're not strange. But actually, some people in this world, in our culture, do not understand why we would come to church on a Sunday evening why we live the way we do, why we wouldn't sleep with our partner before we get married. All those things, they just do not get. Paul puts it like this. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world. Take your truth from Christ. world we live in Uh, tries to bombard us with truth, all kinds of things. Simon this morning was talking a little bit about it. The world we live in can sometimes seem to give us all kinds of truths to live by. But Paul discovered, we've discovered, that our lives as citizens of heaven are not to please this world, but to please God. It can be really hard to do that. And uh, Christians historically have tried to do that in two different ways. One is to create Christian ghettos. I quite like the sound of them. You only go to church, you don't have any non-Christian friends, you only do Christian things, you only listen to Christian music, you only watch Christian television. Goodness, hours of the God Channel, blimey. You create this Christian ghetto that you live in. And Christians do do that, and it's tempting. It's tempting, but that's not what the Bible asks us to do. The Bible asks us to do something different, and we find that uh, call in Philippians 2, 14 and 15, the, the passage that's uh, next uh, to the one that Anna read, and it calls for us to live like bright, shining stars. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. The world we live in is not heaven at all. And one day we will be in heaven. But we're citizens of heaven with the same morals and the values, knowing who we are in Christ, living in this strange land that God has placed us. When I moved to Ipswich, I certainly understood the word strange land. I like it now. God asks us to be bright lights. He asks us to live radically different lives that are attractive, that shine who God is, that share his love We need to live with eternity in our hearts and in our sights. We need to behave in the way that we will do in heaven, worshipping God continually, praying, praising him, living for him. And we need to do that here in the culture that God has placed us 
in. So how do we do this? Well, back to Philippians again. 2 verse 5 to 11. It's a really, really famous verse, but just listen to it again. Maybe just close your eyes, whatever you want to do, just to think about it for a minute. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up the divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself to obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honour and gave him the name that is above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. How can we live as shining lights, as stars, bright stars in the world? I uh, spoke on this passage at a friend's wedding a few years ago and uh, the challenge was how can you be bright stars first thing in the morning? Um, Because these two people really did not communicate before lunchtime usually. It's a challenge for us. How on earth, how on earth can we live like citizens of heaven in our strange land? Jesus gave up everything. That's the first thing this passage says to us. Why? Because just because he left heaven didn't mean he wasn't a citizen of heaven. He still had his passport. He was still welcome back. He was still able to go back. He left heaven and became part of this hurting world. But he didn't get swamped by it. The culture didn't consume him. He didn't sort of just go with the flow and do what everybody asked of him to do. In fact, a lot of his ministry, he was really standing up against the tide. Look again and again at the youth weekend. The boys looked, had a session called uh, Jesus Isn't Girly. I nicknamed it Jesus Isn't Fluffy. Um, And they were spent some time looking at some of the really radical bits of Jesus's ministry. He was really radical. Uh, He stood up to the teachers of the law, the Pharisees. He was really, really determined to live like God had asked him to do. And he was obedient even when things were hard. Just need to look at Jesus's temptation in the desert to remind you that Jesus was capable of doing wrong. He chose not to. Even when we face temptation, we can choose not to. We are armed with God's word and we've got a sense of obedience and we can choose to live God's way. I think that's a huge challenge though. We're citizens of heaven here in a strange land. Does our behaviour, does our prayer lives, our attitudes, the way we relate to our friends, our family, at school, at home... Does it reflect being shining lights, citizens of heaven for God? Chapter 1 verse 13 gives us a clue on how on earth we can be like Jesus in every situation. Sorry, it's verse two, uh, chapter 2 verse 13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what he pleases. I don't know... Uh, what your temptations are. We could share them. That would be a bit mean though, wouldn't it? 
What areas do you struggle with to be a shining light? What areas do I struggle with to be a shining light? What areas do I struggle with to show the rest of the world that I'm not of this world, I'm a citizen of heaven, living for God? What areas do I need to ask God's spirit to come and work in me? I am a stranger here. I don't live in this world. I'm out of place. I am a citizen of heaven. And that's where he promises I will be for all eternity. That's the word of those songs. How can we be a citizen of heaven here in this strange land? Let's stand together. Let's uh, just stop for a moment, focus ourselves on God. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright stars in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. Father God, we ask that in these moments that follow, you will help us. You will remind us who we are in you. You will remind us what it means to be a citizen of heaven living here on this earth. Lord, that uh, passage reminds us that we don't have to do it on our own. You didn't call us to live on our own, trying to live this life in vain. But actually... Your spirit comes and equips us and provides everything we need so that we can be citizens of heaven in this strange land, can live and shine and glorify you with our whole lives. Let's uh, use the words of the next song and let's maybe just use it as a, a, a moment of saying, God, I am yours, completely yours. I understand who I am and I want to live for you. And then we're going to move on and pray together, asking that God will come by his spirit and speak to us. So uh, let's sing this together as a commitment song.